teeth on. And I was like, Seth Rogen, you really made me feel better about my teeth. Like you've made me feel more confident having these kind of janky, janky bottoms. I got some bottom. Yeah, I got some weird bottoms. I have an extra tooth on my bottom. That's thanks to my dad because he had the same thing. What? I was it's funny. Lawrence. My dad, so his teeth were kind of straight growing up, but then like eventually when he got older, one of the teeth like mold and moved in front of one another like this, like I'm showing you my pinky. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a year and a half ago. It was like right before COVID hit. Uh, my dad, not being able to speak very much because of his disease, MSA, right. uh, was trying to tell us to pull the tooth and he didn't care about replacing the tooth or any cosmetic. He's like, just pull it because it's miserable, basically. Fair enough. And you're like, you know what? Your decision. We'll do what you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. That's the right choice. I mean, like if if it hurts, pull it out. Fine, I will. <laughs> no, and you just pull out needle nose pliers out of nowhere. <laughs> do it, do it. I was, I always thought one of the nice things about Lawrence Fishburne it was that he never, he never got his gap fixed, and that mm. becomes part of your identity. Yeah, it makes him, it gives him a very distinctive look. I'm glad he's never fixed it. Honestly, As I didn't notice. I didn't notice. I had a gap. Who, who has no say in Lawrence Fishburne's decisions. Whatever. Right. I didn't notice I had a gap in my top tooth until I realized, oh, I haven't been to the dentist in a while. It's nice to have my teeth clean and I can see the gap. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. got to clean the teeth. Uh, <laughs> speaking of cleaning teeth, which has nothing to do with teeth, I'm just trying to transition badly into this. This is uh, WandaVision predictions with false start. Wait, we haven't done a long time. Hold on. False start. False Larry start. Simonson. Fake sports. Real shots. Real sports, fake shots. To the to the, the mouth. I'm doing shots right now. Doing it, a sport shot. Actually, Ben and just it, did one. He did some monkey shoulders now. It wasn't a shot. I took a little sippy, a little sippy sip, and he coughed just a little bit. It's okay. He was he wasn't ready for it. That's so. right. I did. <laughs> uh, so this is this is entirely unrelated to Wandavision, and may turn off a portion of the audience as a result. But <laughs> I was uh, I was <laughs> sipping on a whiskey the other day. Uh, as my son was asking me a bunch of questions and the question he asked was poop related. And so I started to laugh. And then when I laughed, How can you not? whiskey went up in my sinus mm-hmm. and I have never felt such burning uh, sensation. It, I felt it in my ears. Oh, I was like, oh. I was like, and then like, it, just, it was in my ears inside burning from the, burning from the inside. out. So it was so like, like, it was like everything was talking about me at once. That's how bad it burned. So in about 15 or so years, when your son asks you questions related to whiskey, now you'll have an answer. Well, well, when he asks me questions about whiskey, I'll poop. That's the, that's the transition. Anyway. <laughs> so in the, in the, in the, I'm going to say this and then we'll move on. But in the context of trying not to laugh, uh, this morning I had class in my leadership uh, class this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing we learned about was perspectives. It was a cartoon on the screen. One gentleman on one side of the screen, one gentleman on the other side of the screen. And right in the middle on the floor, lying is a number six or number nine oh, and it's no. you know to determine oh who's right whose perspective is correct right it's point of view but then in my brain all i can think about was nice nice all the cartoons nice. said it was six or nine and i was like mm-hmm. so then so when the teacher's like so what does everyone think and i was like no 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 not gonna nope. nothing nothing i can share in this class <laughs> yeah so so luckily someone else took the uh brunt of the heat and was like i think it's a g I was like, yep, we're going to go you with know, that. I 100% would have been that guy looking around at people <laughs> like, 
Anybody else seen this shit right now? I, yeah. I was looking around and I was yeah. like, come on. I know I'm like almost 37, but come on. You're like Jim from the office right there, just like looking at the camera, like on the camera. Just smirking. Jimming it up. Just like hmm? anyway. Uh WandaVision. We have one episode to go. We are what 36 hours ish away from the last episode of WandaVision, which could be the last episode altogether, right? Because I think according yeah. to the director, there's no more WandaVision planned at this moment at all. Quote. I think they're kind of doing like the Star Wars shows seem to be doing, which is like, we'll do a season of this story. And then if we feel like it, we'll do another season at some other point. Like if it makes sense to continue the tale, but yeah, it seems to be, seems to be short seasons, which honestly, as like a busy adult who is obsessed with childish things, uh, as far as like my watching time, I'm all about. I love it. I love the feeling that like the just like a comic book, I can either pick it up or not, or like I'll get a, I'll get a, I'll get you know I'll get a little yellow box on the next series that says like, if you didn't see Wandavision, you know this is why the zombies are here. It 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 makes me think of uh of like British television for the longest time of like specials or series. It's like you get four or five episodes and they're very special and you hold them dear to your heart because you're probably not ever going to get another one. Maybe might you might get something 10 years later. The difference between this and British series though is you're not going to get 12 British series in a year. <laughs> it's like, true. It's you're true. going to get Mandalorian and then WandaVision and then uh, uh Falcon and Winter Soldier and then uh you know spin-off show for this character and spin-off show for that character. I mean no. we are literally getting uh falcon and the winter soldier what like two weeks after this ends so mm -hmm. yeah i mean the, the, the goal i think the goal is for disney plus to be like hey this is just what you do on fridays you know like tv was <laughs> no this is a british tv show we would get wandavision <laughs> series one now and then series two would come out like 12 years later but we'd get a christmas special mm. oh that's true i love it i love it uh, which, by the way, my kid asked me what Doctor Who was the other day, and I was like, well, it was a show that started back in the 60s, and it's been on technically, like, only 18 seasons. He's like, what? And I was like, eh, yeah. let me explain the algorithm there. Yeah, yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a big gap, like 30, almost 30 years. So, I, I, yeah. Uh, so, I feel bad. I still feel bad for people who gave up on this show after just watching three episodes. Because there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people on Twitter like, this is dumb. But then I have seen some people that take it back and like, okay, I was wrong. Episode four, you know, brought it on. Oh man, I can't, I can't deal with sixty minutes of something I don't know what's happening. I can't deal with story building. I don't know. I guess like I, I could see that if you, if you, uh, if you have reasons for not caring about uh, like old sitcoms, if like TV Land just like never struck your fancy, the first three episodes would be a bit of a slog. Like for me, I was like, I was all about like old, old timey television and stuff, uh, and and. So uh, like I was I was excited to see it. Uh, yeah, I could totally see where that would like suck somebody's interest right out the gate. I, I would be curious. I, I always think about this in terms of um, as we get as we get older and like what things are going to carry on from previous generations. Like classical music, right? Classical music is a thing. Uh, music that was made in the 1700s, 1800s, and we still listen to it today. And there are songs that we recognize right now, but there's plenty of things that didn't. That didn't come along for the ride. Right. Yeah, it's the oldies. It's the oldiesification, right? Where it's like, yeah, right, the oldies. The oldies are great as long as you're only playing the great oldies. Like you can take right. the '60s, '70s, '80s, and today, and and like, only take the good songs. Will this show? This show is 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 is, is calling back to a very specific um, types of shows, 
And I wonder like what of those will continue to, to be brought along with our culture as we continue to grow? Like, will I Love Lucy continue? Will the Dick Van Dyke show? I mean, I'm sure I Love Lucy will because like uh, there's a great uh, Planet Money about like uh, how it invented television, how like Desi Arnaz yeah. invented television because of the way that he does television contracts and stuff for I Love Lucy. Uh, but on, like, I mean, there's the... a reason they're doing that and not like uh, like Belvedere. <laughs> yeah, they're doing that in Dick Van Dyke and not the other 50s shows really. Mm-hmm. On the note of classical music, I don't know if that's going to be something that's... Uh, Define over the same generations over years because what was it the uh, Star Trek Beyond a third one with uh, Chris Pine directed by Justin Lin of Fast and Furious fame uh, where there was a scene at the very end they solve it by playing quote classic music yeah. and it was Kid Rock's Spa with a Ba scaring off the little alien uh, things the Hornets whatever was it Ba with a Ba or was it uh... Can't stand it that's, sab- that's sabotage. Okay. Sabotage. That's not Kid Rock. Either way. Either way. Like a rock song from like eh, the 90 2000s era. And they're like, is that classical music? Like, come on. uh, Yeah, it's 80s, 80s, late 80s. But I mean, like, but it kind of makes, it kind of actually makes sense though, because what we call classical music incorporates like chamber music and, uh, you know, orchestral scores and like all these things from like, multiple hundreds of years like we would call like opera classical still just because it's anything that's not you know anything that wasn't blasted live into a car stereo is considered classical in a lot of ways Tchaikovsky was producing music well into the late 1800s almost the 1900s and that is considered classical even though it is only about 100 years old screw you I'm gonna go downtown I'm gonna go drive real slow and play some fucking baroque all right, I'm gonna play some fucking mm. Beethoven. It's mm. gonna go down. All right, I'm gonna get some Rolos. Gonna bounce the fucking wheel. This guy was fucking deaf when he wrote this. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Just, 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 just rolling down downtown. You hit to a red. You get a red light. And just Ba-da-da-da. that bass would hit too. You fucking know it. So. I, I like to think that we live in a city that people would walk by going. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> it would be the other way around. There's the old people like, like, like putting the rock and roll hands, like the fingers up, and then the young people are like turn that shit down. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, let's go through. So, so the first few episodes, uh, just a re- quick recap. We'll go into theories and all that. I mean, obviously, tribute as the the eighth episode showed, like Wanda, uh, which we made fun of our mutual friend uh, Jason Underwood, who's, who won't be on this podcast, but will be on a later one. That uh, just a lot of classical shows, right? Dick Van Dyke, uh, I Love Lucy, mm-hmm. I Dream of Jeannie. They were kind of all homage in the first two episodes there, and then number three was the Brady uh, Bunch. Which, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Brady, Bu- Brady Bunch says I was I was a bigger fan of uh, the Partridge Family than the Brady. Mm. And I think I think like the, the episode definitely pulls from you know both both sources. Uh, like the color scheme is definitely more Partridge Family than the. Um, Brady Bunch. We, we were actually rewatching. We were rewatching episodes because um, Lauren's family was was here uh, this weekend. Her her mom and her sister were here. We and they hadn't seen any of it, so we were watching it with them. And um, so, who's the robot man? Oh no that that was real. Uh, uh, <laughs> Gail at one point it was showing well because we watched the last episode when when they got there were like listen I know you have no context for this show but like we have to see what happens so if, as long as you don't. Spoilers are like, yeah, whatever, go ahead. And we were watching it, and they were giving the flashback of Endgame uh, or Infinity Wars of Vision getting the stone ripped out of his head, and Kale immediately goes, oh, no, oh, my. Oh, <laughs> oh they did it twice? What a poor lad. I don't, yeah, know, why. I, I don't know why. I say mind. all that to say the, the 70s episode, uh, because I rewatched it, I caught a couple of details, and the big one that I walked away with was, 
wow, having a raised bed inside of your house is a, I kind of want to do that now. Like, I just want like <laughs> planter inside of my house next to the stairs, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like foliage. Of the, of the old homages. So there was like Dick Van Dyke. There was uh, Bewitched. There was Partridge Family slash Brady Bunch. There was the Full House homage, which appropriately for the Olsen twin, Olsen sister reference there, I guess, if you want to drop that Easter egg. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle and then Modern Family. Which of the interpretations did you have the most fun watching? Malcolm in the Middle. I agree with that one. That was just really well done in general. Oh yeah, just the I mean the the the, the kids to camera stuff the the like the you know kind of focus on like this is the fun and also like like the the way it in, then incorporates uh, Pietro as the as like the the like fun loving uncle kind of like um the uh, older brother Reese. what's the what's the oldest brother in Malcolm in the Middle I can't remember that Reese? his name no it's um so there's Dewey Malcolm Reese uh fuck. Francis. Right. Francis. Yeah, that sounds right. Francis. Yep. Yeah. Because I can imagine um, the mom saying, Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, the Modern Family one I really liked. Uh, not not because I like Modern Family, but it also was uh, pulling from just the 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 genre of like the um, the mockumentary, mm, the Office and everything uh, in general. So it also had like a very Office feel to the to the to the intro. Especially yeah, especially that intro song was very fun. I I, I really liked the uh, the mockumentary style even though we didn't, it kind of felt like that episode, it didn't stay with it. Like there were other things happening in that episode that kind of pulled away from that. But I, but I did like at the, towards the end when things started breaking apart with like vision being like, yeah, anyway, so wait, what the hell am I doing? Why am I giving this interview right now? I'm at, mm-hmm. and then, and then uh, Wanda, like the camera person actually asking Wanda a question and her being like, wait, you're not supposed to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like, um, and this is like partially like the fact that it, you know the show works as commentary on sitcom genres in general, and partly the fact that like the show works on this other level. But like the the breaking of the fourth wall, and the weirdness of breaking the fourth wall, uh, and commenting on the weirdness of the breaking of the fourth wall, like works really well for for everything everything that it's doing, like both as commentary and as the actual plot of the show. Um, yeah, I think that all like really really pulled together well. Were you shocked? When the revelation at the end of season eight's uh, uh, episode eight's cliffhanger of the vision coming back online, Project Cataract. Uh, I don't know that I was shocked. I I kind of I was I was surprised to find out that she didn't need his body in order to to do what what she was doing. But it was clear that Hayward was trying to do something with Vision. Right. And whether it was Vision is kidnapped and we need to get him back in order to do it, or we have Vision's body and we're going to do it anyway. But it's weird uh, because, like, in the previous episode, they said that Hayward was tracking Vision. That's right. right. So I'm a little confused on if the Vision inside WandaVision is a reincarnate through her own powers and mind, yes. how is Hayward tracking that? Unless you got the wrong reading. I, no, I, think I, that's, think, I think that's it. I think I think that, he's so surprised that that exists that he's trying to track that. And then that's the energy that he had to pull in order to get the cataract to work. Because when she just tried to use her little her, her, her chaos magic, she wasn't able to, to activate vision. It, it To me, it basically means that what, what it represents is that she has literally recreated vision. Um, although it looks like this particular incarnation of vision, when he tried to leave the bubble, the hex, 
um, he immediately started falling apart and bits of him started flying back into the hex. I uh. think this vision is essentially something that can only exist within the bounds of the hex at this moment. It's almost like she's reincarnated, reincarnated him essentially body within that context and yeah. so for sure. And I, I'm going to save what my prediction is on how that will come. I mean, with the, with the lack of like reality, you know, the, 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 the infinity stones, um, you know, the whole, the universe is more malleable and stuff. I mean, she's, she's clearly made like a pocket dimension where he can exist. And then he just can't exist outside of that bubble at the moment. Has she recreated the uh, mind stone? Because he does have a stone in his head. He's got a stone in his head. He's got a stone in his head. And there's been theories and we'll talk about theories next about how, whether or not, her mind, her powers are in a sense kind of recreating the mind stones because that's what I mean. Each each one of the commercials have represented a trauma in her life, but they yeah. also have some kind of alignment and illusion, like the aura in the backgrounds of some capacity to each of the mind stones. So uh, yeah, each, yeah, each of the infinity stones. Um, the I think the uh, the way her powers work in relation to the stones is also uh, seems to like, seems to be that like in her little pocket dimension, she has in the hex, she's like essentially recreated them because she's able to do some level of time manipulation. She's able to do some level of reality manipulation. She's able to do some level of, you know, uh, you know, teleporting through space and, and breaking these barriers. So, I mean, that's also possible, right? That like in the, in the, trauma hex that she's created she's got some facsimile of the, of the infinity stones i wonder if maybe they use the excuse somehow i mean i mean at this point there's one episode left so they can't only cram too much but i wonder the the moment when she killed vision if there's some kind of exposure there that may have uh amplified her powers because oh. that happened what? the first time she met the mind stone when she met the scepter while in um What's what's his name? Strikers, Struckers, Strucker, Strucker, Strucker's uh, holds there, hmm. right? Like the like she, like from her perspective, it was like it broke out of the scepter. She was seeing into the future, whatever visions, and so on and so on. And then she passed out, whatever. And then no one else saw that. She looked like she just floated and fell down, basically from their perspective. When right. Robert said we saw her thing, so I wonder maybe something they just kind of fit in some kind of revelation somehow there. Um, Anybody else see the eye of Sauron when she looked at the <laughs> when she looked at the Mind Stone? I can see that. Yeah, it, like, yeah, it definitely yeah. like it definitely had like a real Mind of Sauron, uh, uh, Eye of Sauron effect to to looking at the the repeating image of of Wanda. I love that. There's two quotes from the director that both a lot of people will be disappointed over fan theories. Quote, and then another quote is, "But some people will feel really smart." Hmm. that's standard <laughs> that's vague as shit that's a standard yeah. <laughs> like some people were really on it and like should work for me it's so <laughs> dumb as shit i mean as long as they don't do like a jk rowling you know neville longbottom thing where like oh somebody guessed it so i'm going to change it so it makes slightly less sense um then like yeah what was that I mean, one uh, people guessed that Neville Longbottom was the real chosen one and that Harry Potter was going to die at the end of the last book. And so she changed it to where that was not the case because she's like, oh, if people can guess that, then I shouldn't write that. Uh, and so... But I'll give um, him a badass sword. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because all the prophecies and stuff also apply to Neville, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but so, so the, the, the same idea where it's like, look, I mean, 
you know, make the show you're going to make. Don't, don't worry about what people are going to guess. I think it's kind of the nice thing about having a short season where you've made it all or mostly made it all already. And you're just yeah. you know, doing the finishing touches is you go, look, there was not enough time for you to have guessed a better ending and us make that ending. Like we're not, we're obviously not stealing it from, from online. There's no reason for us to feel self-conscious about it. There's, there's no season two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's no season two plan. Uh, yeah. so you just burn it all down. Yeah, thank God they're not doing like a who shot Mr. Burns makes you wait all summer and be like, oh, we'll change the ending when you fucking least suspect it. Oh, I mean, to be fair, that's good TV commentary. Should we, should we kill this Robin? <laughs> oh, shit, you voted yes? Oh, no. Well, we're going to make it hurt. You're not going to like it. Uh, I, You know what's funny? You say that, and I watched the uh, Death in the Family on HBO Max the other day, and it was yeah. it was quite weird. Not as weird as the 80s weird, but yeah, definitely reference of... Uh, whether or not Robin was going to get killed by the Joker kids, uh, read about it. It's on Wikipedia. It's terrifying how we were terrible in the eighties and didn't care. Anyway. Uh, I think we should, we should be clear that comic book fans in the eighties were terrible. Oh yeah, for sure. They wanted grunge and they wanted we, death and blood. And uh, we weren't blood. alive. We, we weren't alive. We didn't. I was, I was a wee lad. Anyway, wee lad. I was a wee lad. Then. I was a wee lad voting for Robin to be killed. Ah, uh, no, I couldn't afford that 1-800 number. Anyway. Jason Todd. Ah, oh, Jason Todd. <laughs> oh, let's kill him with a crowbar and blow him up, shall we? Wonderful. Anyway, uh, allears.net, reading the six things you needed to read before the finale. Uh, One of them is Infinite Jest. I wish. Uh, one of them is uh, talking about want, uh, Monica Rambeau's full spectrum powers and whether or not she'll become Photon. Uh, yes. Fake, fake Pietro and whether or not he's from the multiverse or not. Pietro? Uh-huh. Is that what she? Is that what Agatha referred to? Pietro. Uh, Agatha's real intentions. And let's see what else. Doctor Strange, Ooh. whether he makes an appearance or not. Uh, white vision and what that's going to incorporate, and then <laughs> if, if there needs to be another bad guy brought to the mix, so right, that's up there. That's up there with White Power Ranger. You know, it's like <laughs> right. It's white vision. Cool. White you vision. Know, you know, what'd be great is if they like hype this week up for a vision to vision battle, but it ends up being like uh, the end of Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, yeah, movie. <laughs> it's just him and nigga Scott. Just like, Sup, bro? Yeah. We're gonna get coffee. He's a good guy. Yeah, what was it like? Uh, what happened? Oh no, he's cool. We should uh, shot the shit. It's actually the two visions are gonna just make out. They're just gonna be like, "Oh yeah. my, you're so hot." Yeah, the people, the people who are excited about the predictions will be the slash fiction folks. <laughs> yeah, that's why you always go that direction. You can never be disappointed. You can never be wrong. Vision just like manifests a cup of tea. Oh yeah. well, I was born today. So, uh, does Wanda. does Doctor Strange make a make an appearance? Will he Maybe. save the day? I don't think he's Maybe. needed. No, I don't. I don't, I don't so. know that they'll tie him in that strongly here. I think my my prediction right now is 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 in the realm of um, clearly Wanda has been making all of this happen. It wasn't yeah. Agatha all along. Agatha was just kind of just taking advantage of a situation. Really, it's yeah. Like, it was Agatha riding along. Yeah, that's that would have been a more accurate song. Uh, she did. She did kill Sparky. That is real. Uh, yeah. But uh, it it seems like Wanda clearly is having a lack of control issue here. She did not intend for for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has happened. I think maybe in in some way something will 
happen at the end of this, whether, you know, whether it's collapsed or the hex gets encompasses the whole world, but in some way she will be seeking out ways to, to, to learn control. And I think that's the way that she gets tied into uh, the um, next Dr. Strange movie, the multiverse of madness. If, if he does come in, I would say at the most, at the most, it's just an after credit quick, like scene. you see like a quick portal with his hand, like pulling her in or something like that. That's like, uh-huh. that's all you need because the whole show has been about her. Like, I don't, I think there's something that cheapens it if he comes in to save the day. It just takes away from her vision, all this like work they've put up, you know, just to be just to be man saved, mansplain. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the thing that the thing that needs to resolve the show, if if anything, is uh, things that have been established within the show. Yeah, it's not necessarily like resolution to her trauma, but it is her resolving to resolve her trauma in a in a more healthy way. Um, and like Dr. Strange coming in, he's a, he's a surgeon, not a, not a, uh, not a therapist. Um, and his, his skill set is not toward trauma resolution. Um, so I, I think like, I think it's kind of like the, you know, as many people who were like, oh, it's finally an MCU thing with episode four. There are plenty of people who were like, I was really enjoying this weird thing. And now it's just a Marvel movie. Um, I think that's like also a valid opinion, you know, of, of not everybody loves the, the many tellings of the same Iron Man story um, as much as, as much as I enjoy it. I, um, that Give me is... another perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Give me another employee who is this time, this time the Iron Man does magic and his name is Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I love the movie with the five Iron Men that are out in the galaxy. That's a fun one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they have to learn to work together like right. work with themselves and not right. drink so much yeah would it be disappointing if for some reason they just uh turn turned away from the whole multiverse thing and just like let evan peters be on the show just be on the show and they don't even explain the multiverse i'm fine with that i you know uh i think i think last time i had the opposite opinion last time i was like if they're going to tease the multiverse they should do the multiverse uh but i've definitely like mellowed out to the idea of of if you're doing something more um personal and it's not just it's not just a multiverse fake out it's not just a hey you know we're we're gonna do another far from home um where we you know we we say we say multiverse a bunch of times and they don't actually mean it um no i think i think that'd be fine yeah, Cobra Kai does it a lot, right? Cobra Kai does a really good job of of knowing what the fans are expecting and then doing like a fake out at the last minute to kind of just tease you even more. So I can I can understand them just doing this and saying, uh, yeah, it was just fun, but please don't, you know, take it for a grain of salt, basically. Uh-huh. Um, I, haven't, I haven't I haven't seen Cobra Kai at all. So uh so, so I so good. So good and bad. That that was like Oh yeah, Cobra Kai keeps teasing the multiverse. That's right. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is all the, the time. Maggiano, like... The Maggiano, the uh, Maggiano multiverse. Ma- Maggiano. Maggiano. Ralph Maggio. Maggio. Maggio Cinematic Universe. Maggiano. Sorry, I, sorry. I was thinking Italian. The Italian. You like Maggiano like, multiverse? Like the, like the bougie pronunciation of Parmesan. <laughs> Yeah, Parmesan and Maggiano. Oh, you know, the Parmesan Reggiano multiverse. Uh, where does Monica go from here? If she becomes Photon, does she just automatically have to go into Captain Marvel 2 or does she get her own thing? I mean, what I mean, she's such a good character, good, great actress. I want to find out what her what her beef is with Captain Marvel. She seems to have beef. 
There's been that theory. There's been that theory where I think what was it? There was uh, with Jimmy Woo. He has a slight line saying that Captain Marvel could have handled Thanos for like if you just gave her like an extra second. And then some people say there was like the weird like half scowl from her, like a mm, smart. Yeah, no, she definitely has like a little, a little uh, as the game Hades would spell it, T S C H, a little uh, where um, uh, yeah, the, there's there's definitely like some kind of animosity between her and, and Captain Marvel. Uh, it's brought up another time too. I'm, I think it might be in the sword headquarters where she kind of sees like a thing and she just kind of gives a little you eye know, roll. You know, I kind of thought about that with Captain Marvel. They've kind of established um, the first Captain Marvel was set in the 90s. I'm wondering if another Captain Marvel movie would be set sometime in an interim period that would show Rambo in her teen years that might explain some of that. A little yeah, or yeah. like rather than having Captain Marvel movies take place, I mean, especially with Black Widow, uh, you know, coming out also a prequel movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we're unsure about when, what period of time that's going to be. Yeah, I hope the next Captain Marvel it's movie is also very be right like after... on the nose with all the music choices. Black oh, Widow yeah. is Black Widow is supposed to be right after Civil War. Like it's basically or, okay. okay. Or Gwen Stefani. <laughs> B A N A N A. Anyway, yeah, uh, they just they just go to the two thousands. Exactly yeah, it just be, mm-hmm. it just be, it's the same same artists for like their later work. Yeah. So this is the biggest question too. Uh, actually, two two last questions. One one question before I get to the other question is, uh, who is the aerospace scientist? Are we going to see them finally in the last episode, or is it just forgotten at this point? Aerospace scientist? Wasn't well, that just the like people that that had the little rover that they drove in? Yeah, they met the people at the behind the hill. Yeah, okay, I've, got so people, I've got people, and that's that's it. Yeah. So people I got were, people. I know, but and people, they were and they were really nobody of significance that we had ever seen. Before. I know people were theorizing. They were saying, "Oh, it's Reed Richards. Here it comes." But they, but they had a big. I mean, they had a big six-wheel car. I mean, it, that was clearly like an expensive prop. I, I, I felt, I felt that it paid off enough. I wasn't like, "Oh God, it's it, it better be Nightcrawler. I'm gonna kill myself." You know, like, it was like, the, like the way that people like <laughs> respond to like, "Oh, there's a teased name. It must be important." I bet it's gonna be her, but a clone. <laughs> It's gonna, first... be, it's gonna be her mom but the cancer's in remission isn't that literally how like <laughs> half of the marvel isn't that like half of the mcu's villains are they're just clones of the uh oh for sure the yeah. scroll mm-hmm. they're just yeah. scroll scrolls man so before we talk about whether or not uh there's other big baddies in the whole uh ending here ben you posted a video that was really interesting about a theory from a guy saying that uh hayward is possibly Red Skull. Yeah, it was Nando V Movies. If you guys don't follow Nando V Movies, you, you ought to. He's he's great. Which I like him a lot. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. I, I, need, I haven't seen the video, but that I, I need to be convinced of this. The video, the video, <laughs> like the video. It's the video is like like full of asterisks of just like obviously I'm going to be wrong about this, but hear me out. <laughs> and he's like, and he and he runs through the idea of like of of uh, why it could be Red Skull, why it could be Hugo Weaving. Um, and like, uh, like all the all the things. I, I, I recommend watching the video. But um, he also has another one about how uh, the entire uh, the entire show does a lot of like direct homage to um, uh, 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 Wizard of Oz, and how like Agatha being the Wicked Witch. Uh, when mm-hmm. the stork shows up, it shows up in a red cloud of smoke, which is like a, a traditional uh, Wicked Witch, Wicked Witch thing. Um, and then like, who's the Tin Man? Who's the uh, you know, the, obviously, Vision is Tin, tin Man, um, uh, Wanda is Dorothy, all that. Um, no, it's good. It's good stuff. So, who's the Red Skull in this? In, in this so, Red Skull would be Hayward. Hayward would either be 
um, Red Skull in a mask or Red Skull mentally controlling somebody. I mean, these are things that happen in the comics, um, uh, which, he, which he cites. But um, the, the usefulness of that is that like Red Skull would be the other person who has had so much stone exposure, uh, in his case, the time stone and the soul stone. Um, and, uh, and so he space would be stone, like, a, I think space, oh, sorry, space stone, space stone, space stone. Um, yeah, space stone exposure. Um, and then he got sucked in to, to be the Vormir, um, uh, watcher. Bitch. Whoa. Yeah. So yes, because you're, you're going to be the Chiron oh, of, oh, I, I don't, I don't fucking like you anymore. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to be this stone's bitch now. Yeah. So the, right. I, so the idea is basically that because, uh, in theory after Endgame that this the soul stone is given to thanos mm -hmm. that skull is no longer needed at volmir yeah i mean he got he stone. got sucked up he got sucked up and, and teleported by the by the space stone so he could theoretically just be put back into no and, longer and another theory from the same guy saying well because have you noticed that hayward transitioned from being like kind of supportive in the first couple times to me until like super badass out of nowhere towards the end so yeah i mean he's had project cataract he's had project yeah. cataract for a while he's had the lying for a while he he definitely um so he was he was nice to rambo mm -hmm. initially at the beginning but the thing is all that scene all everything that happened with wanda happened prior to rambo's scene yep like him Correct. being like oh yeah oh you want to see your dead boyfriend he right behind this window take a good look mm -hmm. uh what the fuck are you doing right now man yep. so that's a fun idea i i wonder and i hope kind of that to a degree, that theory actually comes into play because if Hayward's just a bad guy just to be an asshole, that's just that's kind of it's kind of lazy, isn't it? I mean, I don't know that it's lazy, but it's definitely like less fulfilling, right? It if feels just, like feels like there's a reason for it. Yeah, I mean, it feels if he's just uh, if he's just being kind of like awful to to Wanda for the sake of his his uh, vibranium cataract project, it just doesn't feel as. Uh, as satisfying as somebody doing it with like full knowledge of what they're doing, like full, full awareness of, of the, the pain they're causing. Um, but I mean, also like, I mean, it functions as commentary of like how far are we willing to go for, you know, didn't it kind of feel like he, it kind of felt like he was trying to egg her on to be like, you know, you could bring her back. You could bring her back. Yeah. You know, you could bring her back or if anybody could bring it back, you could bring it back. So how about you try to bring it back? That's kind of what it felt like he was trying to get her to do initially. And then, and then she, she wound up doing it, but she did it in a completely unexpected way. Yeah. And then he was like, Oh, my bad. Oh, I didn't know he I didn't know he bought you guys a property in Jersey that's been sitting fallow for five years. Or Oof. did Hayward, you know, did Hayward's and all we know is that that came in an envelope. We don't know that it actually came from Vision. Yeah. Hayward is, is Hayward's he, handwriting. He wrote the heart and everything. <laughs> well, you saw Vision's name was on it, right? It just says V. <laughs> Did it just say V? I thought it said Vision. I think it just says V. You know what, Larry? I'll leave you a love note on your front door. I'll just put an L on it. You'll see. Right. So. Yeah. I know from... Lauren's handwriting. No, no, it'll be from yourself. <laughs> oh, actually, I know my handwriting too. It'll, it'll just be in like, dirt. It'll, I'll dip my cool. finger. In, I'll dip my finger in mud and then put it on a piece of paper for you. Oh my yeah. God! Oh, I would do this for me. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it does seem like Vision's handwriting would be more like a uh, like one of those uh, uh, old dot matrix printers. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's writing, it should be like. <laughs> All right. So the last question. You got to rip here. the paper. Mm -hmm. Last question here. Is another big baddie needed? 
So the idea of Mephisto, Nightmare, Shadow King, all these different MCU or Marvel people, is it needed or is Agatha just good on her own? I think Agatha's, I mean, pretty, it's pretty big bad. I am perfectly fine with no Mephisto right now. Especially the way that they like introduced her, like, uh, you know, absorbing an entire coven, including her mom's worth of, worth of witch magic. That's pretty, it's pretty strong, pretty strong uh, uh, bid for one of the better Marvel villains. Killing your mom uh, uh, to, to get all the power and then living 300 years. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. Also, I will say, you know, it's it's a nice break from the usual daddy issues of Marvel shows to have uh, some more maternal issues. Mm-hmm. I so I think I said this in the last time we did a WandaVision episode. I I would have been OK, even if Agatha wasn't Agatha. It was just it was just mm-hmm. Agnes and that was it, because I kind of like the idea that I mean, and, and, and mostly it's true where Wanda did do all the magic by herself. All of it because of her trauma. All of it because it's just been kind of just stewing in her, basically. Um, I like that she's her own villain, but for some reason we feel bad and we don't feel bad for her. Mm. For Wanda? Yeah. Yeah, we like Wanda because we've gotten to grow with her for the past six years. So it's like, oh, no, oh no, honey, you did this? Oh, no. Yeah. I wish you hadn't. it'd be nice nice if you didn't (laughs) i wish you had just called me oh we've been talking this past year has been a real reckoning on social stuff and consent and everything else and this is not consent right here controlling an entire town of 3,800 people that is not healing (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's uh it's, it's definitely um I think it's I think it's I think it's good with what it's got. I don't I don't think we necessarily need another villain. I mean Hayward is already like a good external villain and uh and Agatha's a good a good villain to amplify, you know, like you said, the kind of the stuff that she's already dealing with internally. Um so I think like at this point if you just added the if you add the the Marvel devil, um, it just kind of would would crowd it all out. And then Cataract's about to show up, so Cataract. Yeah. I think we've got. I think we got. You know, th- uh, three and a half villains is a is a good good round number. For Do, will they have? Will they have Paul Bettany play Cataract in his voice, or will they just use like Siri voice for for <laughs> like I am emotionless. I- bing bing. <laughs> what is a what is a wild thought prediction finale that you want to see? Uh, that it turns out that Hayward is actually the collector and the collector didn't die because we never saw the collector die on screen and it's Benicio del Toro. <laughs> so, that, which would just like, just for like reality stone purposes, it's just mm-hmm. like, he's, he, he pulls he pulls back the mask and he's just, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm the weird way that Benicio del Toro chose to play the collector and I'm very excited. <gasps> In this one, I don't have a st- 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 stutter. <laughs> Yeah, that's my wild one. That's my wild one. It's the collector I'm calling it now. I'm the only person in the world calling it, probably. I'm gonna go ahead and 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 um, I think I think my actual prediction is that the uh, the two visions uh, merge, yeah, and that what we what we wind up seeing is the body and soul uh, coming together, and now we we have essentially reincarnated Vision for real in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. Um, my wild one is that they don't actually come together, but they 
they they like lock eyes and they just start making out like just immediately just immediately like there's no fight there's no fight they just start making out and one is what oh oh i guess my grief so i guess all right and the hex (laughs) like comes down i think for a third and final time uh wanda is going to have to kill vision Mm. Oh. I think either, oh. either Vision or Cataract, oh. it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same traumatic feeling. Wanda can't stop killing Vision. <laughs> and I just like she killed me twice. Um, yeah, I feel like there's going to be another. Uh, you can never hurt me. All mm. I can feel is you. Like that moment is going to happen again because oh, I feel like he's going to have to destroy himself in order to destroy himself, if that makes sense. And then basically not be a distraction. So Wanda can take down. I used, I used the me to kill. (laughs) Use the power of the me to destroy me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's okay. If you have cataracts though, can't you, you know, can't you smoke a little grass? No, no, that's that's glaucoma. That's glaucoma. That's glaucoma. It's a different one. I uh, I can't remember who said this. I want to say it was the director of, or or one of the writers of Falcon and Winter Soldier saying, "Don't worry, our show is much more normal." And I'm like, what? <laughs> this show has definitely not been a what what we would call a typical ride. It's been very enjoyable. I it's, guess I guess like if that's of, like of, if that's the way you're going to advertise your other show, that like really turns me off in particular. I'm just like, <laughs> hey, this really interesting commentary on TV while also dealing with grief and also still being an MCU property. Don't worry, our show will not be near as complex and fun. Who, who said it? The director or, or uh... it was either the series creator, writer, or the director. I can't remember which one of the three. Don't worry, feel... our show is more punching and hot guys. What's the actor <laughs> who plays uh, who plays a uh, uh, Sam? Anthony uh... Mackie. Anthony, that feels like a very Anthony Mackie uh, quote. Like, don't worry, our show's more real. Cut and the check. Cut the check. <laughs> he does. He does make those little jabs. It was a. There was a. Uh, I think it was like Comic Con a couple years ago when Civil War was coming out, and they were kind of bringing out Tom Holland for other things and and all that, and they were bullshitting, and uh, he made a jab at uh, Holland, and then Holland goes, "Oh wait, how many Falcon movies are there? Oh, that's right, there's not." <laughs> that's pretty uh, good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. Uh, I, I do. I, I think I am going to enjoy that show regardless. I do love the chemistry of Anthony Mackie and uh, Sebastian okay. Stan. I love the trailer part where it's like that little girl kicked your ass. I so just yeah, just I the shit talk that. is going to be so much fun. So. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I. Uh, uh, well, if this think... was if if WandaVision was uh, was a commentary on old TV. Um, the next show will be a commentary on a very specific show, The Odd Couple. And Loki's just going to be Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty stoked about Loki. I would like Loki to be even weirder than the WandaVision show. Well, it's um, good because like Loki, we can re-see Loki from like an early Loki point of view, right? Because like we've seen Loki evolve over to the MCU for the past like 10 years, but now we're going to get like after the first Avengers Loki back again and re-evolve to whatever he may become again. Yeah. This Loki won't have a Thor too. Right. That's right. Yeah. Which thank God for him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, boy. Yeah. What's going to happen is he's going to fake his death and, and like Thor is going to be like, no, you've done you've done that a lot of times. Really? No, this is only like the second time I've done it. It's like, no, you've done it a lot of times in my universe. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like it's like what the third the third character. Well, I guess Thanos is dead. So, the, so the second active char- character that we know is from like a previous point in the timeline. Gamora is also reset in the same way. So oh yeah, that's going to be the same with the with the Guardians movies. But don't you want to see Loki be Walter White and be like, tell me, say my name. Yeah, no. really. And then Owen Wilson's just wow. wow. I, I'm the one who touches people in the chest and then controls their minds. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. I think we had an Owen Wilson off last time we talked. <laughs> we we time did. We, we got to stop doing that. <laughs> we got to stop doing it. Uh, so the the other um, the other theory that I had uh, with with Hayward is that obviously like Hayward is if not. A, an active Hydra agent. He's, uh, you know, he's something evolved from it. He's possibly AIM, right? The, 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 um, the guys from Iron Man 3. Justin yeah. Hammer. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, it could be, could be any of those. I mean, Hammer doesn't really have the, the, the wherewithal to figure out how to control a vibranium, uh, robot as much as I love, uh, as much as I love Justin Hammer as a character. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, it's a little bit of a cop out as long as they only do it once you know as long as they don't like go like later doctor who seasons where they're like we always reset and resetting is the thing now and all we do is reset we're going to reset again and then we're going to we're going to you know give ourselves an impossible mountain and then lift it anyway um like having all their villains back is kind of nice um you know they did it they did it with thanos and they did it, they're doing it with loki and they're you know potentially you know doing it with red skull and, and um yeah, I think that's I think that's like a, a useful thing. There was a thing when uh, when two music artists died uh, that Patton Oswald said. I think it was uh, I think it was when David Bowie and um, uh, 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 I'm trying to blank on the other guy's name, uh, but like the idea was like instead of doing the obvious thing of having you know a pop star cover the pop star and a country star cover the country star reverse it and show just how versatile these artists were that you could have a country star cover the pop music and a pop pop star cover the country music because this music transcends i think similarly uh the thing that like really struck me at the dark skull potentially coming back angle is that like obviously dark skull would make sense as a captain captain america winter soldier or a falcon winter soldier uh villain but having him be a wandavision villain would be like an interesting thing of like can these villains transcend just the people that they're supposed to be angry at I feel like it'd be nice if they had established that as a potential because that would then satisfy the people who maybe haven't watched every single Marvel movie movie prior. And for sure, for sure. And enjoy this series on its own. Yeah, no, 100%. I think, I mean, it, like, like Nando says in the video about, about 100 times, you know, it's a long shot. Um, but I think there is something to, like, why you can see the Joker fight Superman uh, and not just Batman, but Marvel doesn't really have villains that have a beef outside of the person they're fighting in general. I mean, Malekith, maybe and, Malekith was yeah. not a bad villain. <laughs> right. And yeah, unless it was a dark elf in right two, because they just wanted to, they just wanted to rule everything. Right. What is something you want to say to your future self in the next episode when we're all wrong? And the next time we record right after WandaVision, we're like, fuck, I got that. Yeah, I think the only thing I would say to future self is just like, hey, man, <laughs> sorry if it's not a good ending. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I try not to get I try not to get invested into shows before they've, they've had like a decent conclusion. It's going to have a uh, Game of Thrones ending for you. 
Oh, don't, I, yeah, don't, yeah. I didn't, don't joke. Wanda's just gonna burn the whole Westview down. I'm just kidding. Right? Yeah. All those, all those, all those people in the last eight weeks that have named all their kids Wanda. Now, now, now <laughs> really now regret that. Upset. Dad, why did you name me Vision? No reason. No reason. No reason. Khaleesi Vision. Uh, uh, I think I would say to future Larry, um, hey, if it doesn't turn out that the two visions make out, don't worry. There, there, there are plenty of websites that you could probably find this exact thing. If you don't, really- wor- don't worry, Larry. If the two visions don't make out, I'll have commission Ben to draw you two visions making out. You know, there are Instagram. We're going to start working on it. Yeah, go. you can start working on it. But I think there are local Instagram artists that I could maybe ask, like, hey, like, could you make make this a little sexier? Can you you put this under... Can you make this under Vision Rule 34? Make me real real confused when I look at this. That is our WandaVision pre-finale predictions. Again, listen to more episodes uh, we've done in the past. We just had the 100th episode last week. Uh, Lindsay uh, and Manis Clancy were there for safety. So, But also we have other episodes in the past. Also, Larry has covered the Fast and the Furious episodes. Ben's covered Cobra Kai with me before and uh, Marshall uh, Karate Kid. So, yeah. Anyway, give us a like, subscribe, wherever you're listening to on our voice. We're iHeartRadio. Uh, I was going to say Fox Sports. That's not a thing. Uh, Whoa. I Whoa. Wish, wow. I wish. No, but I am on iHeartRadio, Heart which it does have Fox Sports. But anyway, uh, all the things, Spotify and all the rest there. So give us a like, subscribe, and all that with more episodes. And then we'll come back the day, the next episode and talk about how we were so wrong with a panel of experts of all white men. Because that's 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 all I know that watch this show, white men. <laughs> I'm sorry for female listeners out there. Just that's that I don't have very many friends. All right, bye. Hi.